When you're lost out there and you're all alone, somebody will take you and radicalize you into realizing that some of the shows that you grew up on were complete dog shit. And that's what we're here to do today. Welcome to Channel KRT, everybody. I'm Tyler Green. I'm Randy Martin. I'm lost out there and I'm all alone. There is no light waiting to carry me home from this doobie doo bop now. <laughs> Wait, don't you mean you're long, tall, Randy? <laughs> a wop a doop a doop a doop I said that in the whitest way imaginable. <laughs> well, we do everything in the whitest way imaginable, just like today's topic. And to help discuss today's topic, we have our returning guest, Marissa Thorburn. Welcome back. Woo! Woo! I don't have yeah. a clever pun ready, so our guest with the most podcast appearances by now holy shit marissa's in the third timers club well i mean you could argue that tony is too because he got kidnapped by fluffy the one time but (laughs) i don't think he likes to talk about that anyway so marissa you have officially broken the record for most channel krt appearances made by a human being that is not the host what are you gonna do now? I'm gonna go to Disney World, play piano yes. in, the, in the Grand Floridian, <laughs> talk to chipmunks, and probably kick John Stamos in the nuts while I'm there. I can't Yay. believe we missed Captain EO! <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, Marissa, you gotta go to Disney World, otherwise if you go to Disneyland, fog is gonna block the plane, and you can't drive from San Francisco to Disneyland, no. <laughs> I have never even been to California, and even I know you can drive from San Francisco to Disneyland. It's foggy, and we can't go to Disneyland now? This is the worst thing to ever happen to us in all of humanity! What are we gonna do now? Nothing will ever top this! Starving kids, shut up! Now we're stuck at home, cock-blocking our uncle. (laughs) What is with, like, sitcoms and just, like, not knowing how California works? You don't have to fly. Like Drake and Josh, why can't you just, you can literally drive from San Diego to Los Angeles, I'm pretty sure. That's uh, California. We feel like we're an entire country of our own at this point. Like, for <laughs> fuck's sake, your show is filmed in California. You should know <laughs> this shit by now. <laughs> Side note, despite living in California my whole life and visiting San Francisco so many times, I've actually never visited the full house house. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, maybe someday. (laughs) It's a cursed spot. Go to that house. You're not going to come out the same. (laughs) I was going to say I feel bad for whoever owns the full house house, but I'm pretty sure that the creator owns it, so... Yeah, and he's kind of Eh. an asterisk in his own right. (laughs) Yeah. No wonder him and Stamos are pals. Go figure. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, we're finally talking full house today, so... Starting with Marissa, what is everyone's relationship with the show? The show just kind of, like, lives in my head rent-free. Yeah, pretty much. That's fair. It's one of those summer vacation, marathon, nothing else is on kind of show. I like to think of Full House as the show that was on when Playhouse Disney was still on and our parents were home so we couldn't hate watch it wink wink so we just settled for full house instead yeah it's yeah (laughs) it's a show that you remember more of than you're proud to admit (laughs) so much of this goddamn show is ingrained in my dna and i hate it (sighs) same so many one-liners so many specific plot points just 
having watched this show multiple times at home with nothing better to do, and I hate it. I genuinely think this show is like some sort of like MK Ultra CIA mind control <laughs> experiment. Yes, correct. When we get into all our histories, we're gonna find out, like you know, just the fucking grip this show had on us. Absolutely. Although we should probably add in the reason that we're doing this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. The nonetheless fun note. Yeah, the late great Bob Saget. May he rest in peace. Yeah. F's in the chat for Bob Saget, please. And Gilbert Gottfried, too. God, yes. yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are we losing so many comedians? And in May, on May 9th, it'll have been two years since we've lost Little Richard. Just, holy shit. Jeez. And Marsha Wallace. I gotta wonder now, which thing that we've reviewed has more dead people in it? Gay Paris or this specific episode of Full House? Oh, God. Yes. And the great Muppet caper. Like, almost everybody there is dead. <laughs> Yep. God, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just the whole thing with losing Bob Saget was just so unexpected, you know? It just, how else do I explain it? No one saw it coming. And, you know, ever since then, like whenever I hit myself on the head, like unintentionally, even if it's just like a, like a little dink on the head, like I'm still going to freak myself the fuck out. God, yeah. The fact that he was so excited to start doing a tour too, it just, man... The fact that he was on tour when it happened. Mm -hmm. As the daughter of a medical professional, let me just put a small PSA out there about head injuries. If you hit your head like a little bit and you feel fine after, then you're fine. If you hit your head and you feel dizzy, lightheaded, you feel weird after, go to the hospital. God. Yay. And who says this show isn't educational? Hooray. I mean, it's not, but... There has been one thing I've had on my mind since the passing of Bob Saget. Um, so when he fell and hit his head, was there a slide whistle sound effect followed by a bonk and a laugh track? (laughs) (laughs) He would have loved that. Yeah. That's what he would have wanted. (laughs) I know, I'm going to hell, but come on, I've said worse things on this podcast. He'll give you a huge high five when you arrive. (laughs) (laughs) I bet, like, hell is full of, like, all the coolest dead celebrities. Hell yeah. Yes. (laughs) Meanwhile, people like Hitler and Trump will be in the bad hell where they just suffer. And heaven is full of boring people. Exactly. The first thing to do in hell to prove your worth is you have to make your own aristocrats joke. Oh my god. I've been working on mine for the longest time now, and I think I'm ready, so. George Carlin had such a great one when he first arrived, and he made it a standard ever since. Oh, yes. Fun fact I actually saw Bob Saget do a stand up. <gasps> yes! Nice! Yeah, this was back before smartphones were commonplace, Holy so like shit. 2009, 2010. Yeah. Holy shit! I don't remember much of the set itself, except he said the word fuckwaddle. <laughs> but I did get a picture with him afterwards. Yes. It wasn't like, That's amazing. You know, we didn't have like a long conversation or anything, but he was really nice, really chill. Just, oh, hey, how are you? I need to find the camera or the memory card that picture was on. Do yes! It. Oh my god. A, post it. B, print it. So that oh. was one of my first thoughts when he passed. Like, oh shit, I should have printed that picture. Lost media. From 
10 plus years ago. That yeah. is so awesome that he's such a huge Shrek fan that he says Farquaad so much in his specials. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know. Even though I never met him, I do take some solstice that he's a Philly native. Nice. <laughs> yes. So it's always great to know that I have been in the same vicinity as Bob Saget at one point or another in my life. Why couldn't he have gone to my college instead of Dave Coulier? (laughs) (laughs) I know! And going into my history quickly, I already kind of went into it, into the Mary-Kate and Ashley episode, so I won't delve into it too much here, but it's fascinating looking on this show back because I'm like, I really had a phase of my life where I just nonstop hyper fixated on this show because right now I'm like, I riff the hell out of it, but I'm also like... I can't tell if I hate this or love this, and yes. (laughs) Yeah, same here. MK Ultra, dude. MK fucking Ultra. It stands for Mary-Kate and Ultra Ashley. (laughs) Mary-Kate and Ultra. Ah! Yay! (laughs) Mary-Kate and Ashley Ultra. Mario Kart and Ashley 64. (laughs) On a quick side note, speaking of conspiracy theorists, I saw that this episode had a producing credit from someone named James O'Keefe. Oh! I don't think it's the same guy, but who knows? (laughs) Uh, Who knows? Oh boy. I will say, at least this episode was better than the one we almost covered. Before I I let it to the audience, and inevitably, Marissa, you came to us and said, hey, let's talk about this episode. We were originally going to talk about the Tommy Page one. Which, who the fuck remembers Tommy Page? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I literally saw that, and I thought they made him up for the show. (laughs) I did, too. I didn't know he was a real person. I kind of had a hunch he was real, because the laugh track in the audience was clapping when he showed up on screen. So, obviously, that means he is... Some clown, I guess. Oh god, he's another CIA mind experiment. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) I do feel kind of bad making that joke because he also passed away in real life. Speaking of the full house. That episode was ass. (laughs) I never met him, but uh, I did meet one of the boys in motion from That's So Raven at Comic-Con, so... Nice. Holy shit. Holy shit. I guess he was there because he was also on Power Rangers or whatever, but all I saw was Boys in Motion. And I was like, yo, it's the Boy in Motion. (laughs) Honestly, another thing I'll say about Full House is season seven should have been the last season and I will die on that hill because at least this season went in some surprisingly mature directions. Like, sometimes relationships don't work out. Sometimes it's okay for a dad to stay single. Sometimes it's okay to make you not think about Joey having sex. Thanks, Fuller House. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And the last oh, season. God, I have a rant about that DJ and Steve thing. Like, that was such a mature note to end on. Sometimes, no matter how much you want it to, a relationship just doesn't work out, but you guys can stay friends. It's all good. Exactly. But, no, Michelle falls off her horse. He comes back and he's like, I want to get back together because it's true Disney love. Like, da na 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 What is the yeah. fucking correlation <laughs> there? Because your sister falls off of a goddamn horse? That means that something in your fucking ex-boyfriend's head clicks and he wants to get with you? What the fuck? There is no correlation. Who has the head injury here? I think they all have head injuries. It's even funnier, too, because it makes him showing up in the fucking Disney World episode 
even more schadenfreude laden because he blows all this fucking money to be with his girlfriend in one of the happiest places on earth for like a day. And then they break up in the next season. That's why they should have kept it. It would have been so funny. I just had to see you. I love you. I love you too. I blew my entire college fund on this trip, but at least now we can get sick of each other sooner. Also, I may not be a Friends fan, but I gotta give them credit for at least ending the show with everybody going their separate ways. This show could have ended on that note. Nobody had to be forced to live in such a small-ass house together. But no, we all gotta stick together as a family. This is such a healthy dynamic. Nothing could possibly go wrong from this. This is healthy and normal to not want to move out of this house full of, like, 50 people. (laughs) Yeah, the twins will be fine cooped up in the attic. <laughs> I mean, considering how they turned out in the reboot. Yeah. Were they really okay, well, what'd though? you expect? No. They live in an attic. <laughs> I mean, they had John Stamos as their dad. Of course they're not going to be okay. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea if I want to do a Full House retrospective in hindsight, because we already have Full House Reviewed, which is one of the best blogs I've ever read. Yeah, Full House Reviewed was kind of my precursor to like the snarky internet review side of the internet yes which long story short is how i met you guys so yes full house reviewed really paved the way for what we're doing right now exactly because billy superstar the guy who wrote full house reviewed later went on to do the a very special episode podcast his real name is ryan alexander tanner oh coincidence (laughs) Yeah. yeah that's that's unfortunate Poor guy. He did uh, a very special episode podcast for a few years. Highly recommend it. Go check it out. But I'd be lying if I said that I didn't rip off the format so that we could make this show. Yeah, well, every <laughs> review of show is a ripoff in one way or another. It's a ripoff of 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 a ripoff. Uh, Randy, do you want to go into your history? Uh, surprisingly, none of this relates to 9-11, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know. From like, you know, 9 to 10 or 11 years old, I hyper fixated hard on this show because it all started when I would stay at my grandparents' house and they never fucking gave me a bedtime. They just said you can like go to bed whenever you feel like it, but don't touch the TV remote. So I would get trapped on Nick at night. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they thought I would break the TV remote, but that's, you know. That's grandparents. God bless them. But yeah, <laughs> I was stuck on Nick at night and that's how I got wind of it. And that's how I became hooked on it. That's also how I got introduced to Family Guy because I got trapped on Adult Swim. But nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Full House. I got hooked on it. And then I found out it was on ABC Family back when it was called ABC Family. And I got hooked on it through that. I got season four specifically on DVD for Christmas, and I lost my Why mind. that one specifically? I don't know. That was the one that had just recently come out, I think. I'll do you one better. I own all eight seasons on DVD. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you they- okay, Kit? Is it in the little collector box that looks like the house? No, I actually bought them all individually, but yeah, that okay. was... <laughs> I was genuinely hyped to buy these, and I'm like, why? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> CIA Mind Experiments. I have season three on DVD. I think I got it for Christmas one year. I'm not entirely sure, but I don't I have, have anything three. on DVD anymore. Hell, I never even had Full House on DVD when it was a thing. So 
Well, now we have HBO Max. <laughs> Huzzah. I pause my Our Flag Means Death marathon for Full House. Thanks, HBO Max. <laughs> I was watching McMillions before this. <laughs> oh, man. Not really following it. It was kind of confusing. I could be watching close enough by now. <sighs> Hashtag renew our flag means death. Hashtag renew close enough. Hashtag renew infinity train. God damn it, HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Also, we need one more of those CNN decade series. We stopped at the 2000s. That's what That was great. But now we're in the 2020s. This is prime time to make the 2010. Exactly. Yes, it is. <laughs> but also, like, back to, full, back to my history on Full House before I go into a rant about how awesome CNN documentaries are, but I digress. <laughs> um, a few years later, uh, 2014, we're going to Disney World. I'm staying up watching Nick and Night, you know, the day before we have to get up at 4 a.m. to catch an 8 a.m. flight at an airport that was half an hour away. Because <laughs> that's travel. Guess mm. what episode was on the day before I left for Disney World? The donkey episode. I got it. It was the one where Stephanie crashes the car in the kitchen. The foot episode. No! <laughs> ah. Well, you're all correct. You each win a burger. Yay! Yay! But no, it was a <laughs> Disney World one, which kind of gave me a good chance to reflect and, like, you know, look at Disney World, like, Wow, so this is like where they film the girls being way too hyped over a replica of a park they've been to. Oh, and this is where <laughs> DJ hallucinated her boyfriend. <laughs> this is where you get to watch John Stamos and Dave Coulier almost get eaten by a shark. <laughs> and this is where, oh, wait, Toontown's gone. Never mind. And this is where Joey talked to a cartoon of himself. Did that episode set your standards for character meet and greets way too high? No, I had a good time with the characters. Yay! I got bear hugged by Br'er Bear. It was pretty awesome. Aww. Aww. The Aww. thing that pisses me off about the Full House Disney World episode the most is not the princess for a day thing and Stephanie being gaslit for it. It's the fact that Danny is having a sweet-ass meal at the Coral Reef that gets interrupted because Michelle's being a little brat. Yeah. Oh, that, and they got, like, an amazing table, too, right Next to the tank. That's like the best table you could get there. Exactly. I would have been like, yeah, fuck my child. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's, it's okay to be mean to Michelle Tanner. It's morally acceptable. Exactly. It's just like Tony Goldmark said. Who cares? You've got a backup. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fast forward a few years later. It's 2020 and uh, you can't leave the house. Yeah. Uh... I am bored, and I decide to make the great decision to watch all of Full House, but backwards. Oh, man. <laughs> so, season nine to season one, I did that. Uh, they all aged backwards. Uh, they all grew mullets. Uh, Jesse and Becky's marriage fell apart. Uh, she had a very, 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 very late-term abortion. <laughs> and Pam Tanner came back to life, I guess. The end. But Yay! <laughs> Eh, happy Fast ending, forward to 2022, this year, Bob Saget dies, and I'm really sad because he was really funny, and I liked him a lot. So I decide, in memory of him, I'm going to torture myself, and I'm going to watch every episode of Full House in the correct order, and Fuller House. I am currently still on oh, season no. three. I oh, took no. a little break, but I'm going to go back to it tonight, probably. <laughs> Godspeed. Oh, jeez. Oh, it is because of this I have yet to see Turning Red or Moon Knight already. 
sorry. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bob. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. I am so sorry. I rage quit on Fuller House. I just could not get through it. <laughs> Me too. See, the thing with Full House is that at least it has this, like, dated 90s charm to it that's, like, you know, as much as you riff on the show, you can't help but, like, love what a product of its time it is. Yeah. Like, the pop culture references, the humor, everything. It's a product of the period it was made in. Then you got Fuller House, which is, like, imagine taking a Hallmark movie and turning it into a sitcom and say you're allowed to make adult jokes, but they can't be overtly sexual adult jokes. I don't want the Uber to see my boobers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Candace Cameron. Candace Cameron, go to jail challenge. (laughs) Which, side note, apparently the fucking Hallmark channel is too edgy for her now. I wonder why. She, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that there was a movie with a gay kiss in it last year. Nothing at all. Good. God. Imagine having the thought in your head that fucking Hallmark has gotten too edgy for you that you have to go somewhere (laughs) more sanitized and clean and thinking, I'm the one in the right for saying this. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing wrong with me. Nope. What even is the next step up? down from Hallmark. I can't even think of anything more sanitized. She's going to uh, GAC. Oh, God. I don't know what GAC stands for. Uh, What is GAC? I'm going to look it up real quick. It stands for Girls Against Catholicism. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because evangelicals hate Catholics. Yep. Okay, GAC stands for uh, Great American Country. Of course! Good Of course that's what it stands for. It's a former country music channel term into a, you know, anti-woke, squeaky clean, pure family Christian bullshit. Coming up next on the Pick Me Ass Bitch channel. (laughs) Oh my god, it reminds me, I'm trying to figure out, there was like another country music channel, I can't remember what it was called, if it was this one or a different one, but I remember around the time, you know, Tim Allen and Roseanne Barr were in hot shit. They were showing Home Improvement and Roseanne on repeat. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Jesus. That aged. I think I was flipping channels in a hotel once and Roseanne was on. That's what it was. That's what it was. CMT. When Roseanne and Tim Allen were hot figures in the media because they were being dipshit conservatives. That's all CMT was showing was Roseanne and Home Improvement. Which is funny because neither of those shows have shit to do with country music. Yep, and neither... And also Roseanne is a lot more progressive than her actual creator, so... Roseanne used to be cool. Roseanne used to be really cool. I don't know what the fuck happened to her. Sigh. Sigh. Anyway, this was about Full House. Yeah. Well, she's TGIF. Close enough. <laughs> I don't want to die, Dad! You beat this thing, no matter what it is, you know. I'm not letting anything happen to you. A special home improvement followed by the Diet Mug Root Beer Dana Carvey Show. <laughs> <laughs> On a quick side note, I noticed that this is our second thing in a row that we're reviewing with a person who was in Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme because last week we reviewed something with Harry Anderson in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Which side note, how the fuck have we not talked about Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme yet? We sing done right. 
Basically, yes. Yes, we gotta talk about it. <laughs> Which, that kind of ties into my relationship with Little Richard, the absolute fucking icon. Yes. The three things I associate most from my childhood are this episode of Full House, his appearance on Sesame Street, and Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme. You cannot forget one more thing. Yeah. The Magic School Bus theme song. Yes! Yes! The best theme song yes. ever. <laughs> yes. He did not have to go so hard, but he did. Yes. See, that's, that is one of the things I love about Little Richard. Also, be cool about fire safety. Yes! Yes! yes. Also starring Gilbert Gottfried. I think that was part of why I had this episode on my mind when you guys were asking for suggestions, because Gilbert Gottfried plays the smoke detector in Be Cool About Fire Safety. (laughs) And he had just passed. And yeah, Little Richard has a song called Fall and Crawl that absolutely slaps. Again, goes harder than it has any right to. There's a whole rabbit hole to be had of just all these weird fucking fire safety videos. Yeah. The one that really lingers in my brain is the one with Joe Flaherty as Count Floyd from SCTV. Ooh, yes. And he basically becomes a fucking smoke detective, whatever the fuck that special's called. But (laughs) I hate that that was my introduction to SCTV. I hate that when friend of the show Danny David and I we're talking about SCTV, and I think I brought this up to her, that there was a show I remember as a kid with a guy as a vampire, and he was getting, like, dunked on by these fucking wiener kids because his house wasn't, like, fire safe or whatever, and she was like, yeah, that was Count Floyd. Holy shit. <laughs> the way my fucking brain exploded at that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Let's face it, though, Be Cool About Fire Safety is unmatched in just how good a little kid's safety video it is. Like, it did not have to go as hard as it did, but it went, and hey, it's gonna make me, an adult, remember how to get out of a fire. Yeah, if you can make a PSA that kids actually want to watch over and over, as I did as a kid, you have done something Yes, right. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> also, the guy from Police Academy is in it. Huh. Why? I don't know. <laughs> That and that one bicycle safety video Brutal Moose did. Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) We need to get to that someday. But what I was going to say about Little Richard, how you said, you know, he goes so hard on these things. And that's one of the things I admire so much about him is that even if he was doing some, you know, cartoons theme song or some like safety video or some song for little kids, he puts in the exact same amount of energy into that stuff that he did all of his, like, serious work, and I love him for that. I love how crazy his career was in the 90s. He was just like, sure, I'll do whatever the fuck I feel like. Yeah, Yeah, what a fucking guy. He's kind of like how Shaq is today, but in the 90s. You ask him to sponsor this thing, and he'll just say yes. (laughs) Even in this episode, he didn't have to go that hard on Itsy Bitsy Spider. If the general insurance was around in the 90s, he would have been in the commercials. Yes! Oh my god. He put his whole little Richard Dussy into everything he touched. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Oh, rest in peace, little Richard. You would have loved adding Ussy to the end of every word. 
Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's another reason why I suggested this episode. I just fucking love Little Richard. It's easily one of the better episodes in hindsight, like even by the show's standards. He is the best thing about whatever he's in. Even if there's some parts of that episode that piss me off, because it's Full House, something's gonna piss you off. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. All right, whose commentary on art is more insufferable? Joey's or Barney's? Barney's. Yes. I mean, I would say this much for Joey. At least he's not fucking bothering me while I'm trying to do a cool craft and I'm not just ready to drap the scissors and shank him. Oh, the ears go on top. (laughs) I would rather Joey any day because Joey's commentary is like him pretending to be such a fucking like chad at this shit. He's like, oh yeah, you know, I've been cutting for so long. I'm an expert at this and he's just fucking failing the whole time. (laughs) You can get some laugh out of that. It's funny because a grown man is outsmarted by toddlers. Whereas Barney just sits there and watches you do it like, ooh, look at that. That's a penguin. Ooh, 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 those are scissors. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. God damn it, Barney. I put the eye where the nose is supposed to be. Barney, I cut off my fucking finger. (laughs) Ooh, that's not good. You're paying the hospital bills, dipshit. Ooh. You you signed the waiver when you came in here. That raises a good point, by the way. Why the fuck does Joey still live here? (laughs) Let's be real, does he have anything better to do? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's a fucking burnout loser. There's no point other than to just mooch off a of Danny. I don't know why he didn't make a, well, cut it out jokes with the scissors, but <laughs> I'm kind of glad he didn't. <laughs> but also, this little intro kind of sets up, you know, a part of the plot that ends up going nowhere and not even mattering. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I may or may not have the uh, Full House reviewed open and I make no promises not to pull quotes from it. (laughs) Real quick, I cannot believe I never brought this up. How many of you have ever watched one of those like sad Full House videos where it's like... Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they get one of like the sad or serious moments from the show and right as they start, you just cut to credits. Look guys, I know you care about me, but I'm doing the right thing. There comes a time in every man's life where he's just got to face the music and say to himself, hey, I'm a failure. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, we cannot forget the fucking very special episode by Funny or Die videos. A dad who cares would give his kids an edge, and that edge is lying both your nuts off. If I don't lie for him, who will? I got 500 grand that says Aunt Becky could be persuaded. (laughs) Oh my god, one quick thing I'll say also about this season. It has probably my favorite gag in the whole show, the cement scene. Yes! I just love seeing them all just watch horrifically as cement fills their house and they're all probably gonna die. (laughs) I am genuinely amazed that episode did not end with Danny just going postal, (laughs) quite frankly. Oh god, yeah. You know what? Go live with Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. It's like Kimmy Gibbler just walks through the door. Hello, Terry. <laughs> I love that Joey for once is actually funny and how he might drown in all that cement. <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest thing he's ever done. Exactly. It, it, it's, it's just it. That, the funniest yeah. thing he's ever done is almost die one of the worst possible deaths I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what kind of noise-canceling headphones you have on if a cement truck crashes into your kitchen. These are like early 90s Walkman headphones. They are not that good. (laughs) Yeah, they're not exactly Boses. 
Yeah. Joey is just supremely useless. Exactly. <laughs> Entirely. I just found out there's a scene in Fuller House where they bit for bit rip off the scene where Stephanie drives the car oh through the God. kitchen. What? With Stephanie as an adult. <laughs> I wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not. There are only two types of episodes of Fuller House. One, it's the cast of the old show, but we say the word boo. Yay! Yay. <laughs> or two, we did this in the old show. Remember? Remember when we did this in the old <laughs> show? Look at Stephanie's band that sucks. Look, she's driving a car through the house. Get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> Also, I will say they have the most realistic aspect in this episode as well, that a school would happily cut the art program. That's the most realistic thing that happened in any episode of Full House, and the way that uh, Danny is just, like, straight up honest about it, I kind of respect it. Yeah. You know know what else is super realistic about that? How they walk into the kitchen, conveniently starting a conversation, going, I can't believe they canceled the arts program. Somehow waiting to have this conversation... <laughs> right as Michelle walked into the kitchen. That was very realistic, and I applaud them for that. It's a kawinky dink. <laughs> hey guys, I'm home. Anyway, I am so fucking depressed because my job is giving me less hours. <laughs> That's too bad. Do you want to help us work? When Nah, I'm good. <laughs> There's free food. And a film strip. I don't want to know what they'd be showing on that film strip if Joey's so excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of film strip are we talking here? <laughs> Joey, what kind of cartoons are you watching? Danny basically entices him into joining the fucking PTA with free food and a film strip. Free food I can understand, but what the fuck does a film strip have to do with anything? It's gonna be propaganda on why they should add more cops to the school, clearly. <laughs> oh. oh, I mean- this- Which Danny would be for 100%, let's be real. Yep. I mean, this is like two or so years after the L.A. riots. It's happening. (laughs) Ah, jeez. Full House will tackle the real-life earthquake happening in San Francisco, but address nothing about the L.A. riots. Wonder why. Actually, I don't trust (laughs) this show is unrealistic for the time period. Why didn't they talk about the L.A. riots? (laughs) Oh, Mr. Renner, thank you for ensuring that we can never make a 9-11 joke again. I mean, we'll try. We will try. You don't make the rules. I'll do it as much as I want. Yay, Randy's the only one allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) We went to the exact airport the hijacked planes came from to hit the Twin Towers a month after to go to (laughs) Disney World. (laughs) Also, there's a whole gag where they can't get a drawer in, which, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michelle's uh, nightstand has like a drawer falling out because she yanked it out. She's like, I thought there would be more drawer. Michelle, do you not know how spatial forces work? <laughs> it couldn't have been that hard to push in, but coinky dink. <laughs> it's relevant to the plot in the sense that Jesse's kids just so happen to be standing in the doorway maliciously as he specifically talks about how much these little Richard tickets mean to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's a Barney doll in the background, because of course there is. Ah! escape! (laughs) That's the thing. Earlier in the season, they did an episode where they clearly established that Rapey the Rhino exists in this universe. Yeah! So is he just a Barney knockoff against the actual Barney in this universe? 
is there a turf war between Barney and Rigby? <laughs> Plus, in season eight, there's an episode where Stephanie tells DJ after she gives her a speech, gee, thanks, Barney. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. It was the 90s. Everyone had to take pot shots at Barney. Exactly. Even Sesame Street got in on it. Oh, yep. yes. <laughs> and I, Carly, got in on it years after Barney ended. <laughs> and dinosaurs i I would argue that dinosaurs had probably the most amount of right to go after barney exactly valid correct (laughs) die scum die (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah but yeah randy you were talking about uh jesse's tickets oh yeah so uncle jesse comes in while they're doing the drawer bullshit and he's like, you know, hyped as hell because he's got the little Richard tickets. And Michelle's like, oh my god, he sings Itsy Bitsy Spider. And fucking Stephanie's like, that's not all he does. He's also in those taco commercials. They can't say Taco Bell for some reason. Jinx, you owe me a non-brand specific soda. <laughs> Which is weird given all the other stuff they can reference in this show, but they can't reference Taco Bell? Are they that protective of their brand? Yeah, going back to the Barney doll in the background. <laughs> yeah. Let's face it. Would you rather go against the lawyers of like a public television TV show or the lawyers of a mega fast food empire? <laughs> Yeah, true. I'll take Barney's lawyers any day. I could go for a fucking Baja Blast right now. Let's be real. After watching the founder, maybe it's best not to reference them. (laughs) Also, Jesse makes some dumbass quip about how he helped Joey get his heads out of the bread box. Will you help us get the sock drawer back in? Sure. You happen to be uh, talking to the guy who got Joey's head out of the bread box. How the fuck did Joey get his head stuck in the goddamn bread box? I want to see that. It's Joey. I'm not surprised. Also, this is a very obvious joke, but it needs to be stated. When Uncle Jesse is talking about how he's failed at rock and roll education, I'm just thinking to myself, oh, you failed it so much more. So much more. No shit, he failed at rock and roll education. All the dude ever talks about is Elvis. (laughs) Uncle Jesse's not even a good singer, so... He's not, no. That's the thing. This is the first time I can ever think of on Full House where Uncle Jesse is giving a shit about somebody who's not Elvis. Thank God. (laughs) You know if Elvis were alive at that point, they'd have him on. Oh, Oh, God. Yes. Which, you know, it's kind of fitting that the white asshole would base his entire personality around the fucking guy who steals rock music from black people. Yep. (laughs) To be fair to Elvis, though, like, he at least tried to give credit and respect... That's fair. ...the black artist that came for him. Like, once he literally pointed to Fats Domino during a press conference, and he said, no, he's the king of rock and roll. Like, he, you know, he tried to give... Big Mama Thornton credit for Hound Dog. The whole whitewashing of early rock and roll was more so his managers than 
Elvis himself because oh, he was yeah. just there to sing. At least it's better than Pat Boone's cover of Long Tall Sally because, oh, good yeah. lord. <laughs> yeah, that said, the Beatles cover of Long Tall Sally honestly rips. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I know it's shitty what the twins did to the tickets, but Jesse, that's your fault for not only taking off your jacket and leaving your fucking tickets in them. It's also your fault for not just calling and asking if you could still show proof you bought the tickets. That's the thing. The tickets, what happens with the tickets is 95% Jesse's fault. I totally agree there, but they did a whole episode earlier in the season about how Jesse is so shitty at parenting his kids and disciplining them. And (laughs) he doesn't even bother to do anything about the fact that they destroyed his property here. Now, boys, don't do that. Honestly, the whole point of these kids was just to replace the Olsen twins eventually. Like, that's it. Now, boys, don't pick up daddy's gun, whatever you do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Where's that eagle when you need him? (laughs) Boys, what did we tell you about playing with matches near the gasoline tanks? Boys, what did we tell you about hijacking a plane and going to New York? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) and there it is (laughs) boys what did we tell you about taking bath salts and biting off homeless people's faces (laughs) (laughs) didn't that happen in california i'm like 90 percent sure that was a california thing edna krabappel wants to fuck joey (laughs) (laughs) how is it that marsha wallace was on both the brady bunch and full house And yet, the Brady Bunch is the lesser of two evils in this situation? Well, then she ended up on uh, The Simpsons, which, you know, triumphs both of those shows. Both of those shows kneel in reverence to The Simpsons. She was on The Simpsons the same time that this aired. Yeah. She was still a strong recurring character at that point. Didn't Little Richard guest star on The Simpsons right around this time, too? He did! I love teachers! In fact, I'm a teacher! I taught Paul McCartney to go, whoa! Purple Rain! Shut up! <laughs> Michael Jackson just told me to shut up. Fuck yeah! So now I'm beginning to think, was Full House just, like, trying to, like, get a sweet, sweet slice of that Simpsons pie by just watching mm. them, seeing who's on there, get Mrs. Crabapple, get Little Richard? <laughs> Simpsons did it! Simpsons did it! Simpsons did it! <laughs> Also, I gotta love that we still think it's so funny when sexual harassment is done by women for some reason. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There are millions of moments where Mrs. Krabappel slash Mrs. Carruthers slash whatever you want to call her should very clearly be disqualified for how many times she sexually harasses Joey. Oh, Tyler, do you think that senators in real life actually face consequences for sexual harassment? Uh, yeah. Only the Democrats. Yep. <laughs> also, everybody who's bitched about how the left is killing comedy has clearly never watched anything with Dave Coulier in it. Oh, God. <laughs> because he tries to do this inspiring speech about how he should join the PTA or whatever, and it devolves to him doing a fucking Daffy Duck parody. A bad one. What about animation? Do we want to deny the world the next Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse or Daffy Duck? Because art enhances a student's progress. You're not funny and nobody likes you. 
He gets his spit all over a dude, too, and wipes his forehead off because he's bald. And there are so many moments on Full House that would be vastly improved if someone just took the W and just socked one of these motherfuckers. Exactly. (laughs) And also, I will say this much, his Daffy impression at least isn't as awkward as his Cosby impression. Uh, Oh, God. Well, as far as I know, Daffy Duck hasn't really been, you know, accused of any sexual misconduct, but who knows at this point. (laughs) You have no experience with leadership, but you'd fit perfectly for our already messed up school. (laughs) I can't tell if this crowd wants Carruthers to win or if they want Joey to win, because it seems like they're happy to jump ship anytime. I think they're just sitcom NPCs that are trained to clap at literally anything that happens ever. (laughs) Please clap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, frankly, I'd rather host you on my shoulders than Miss Carruthers. Good night, everybody. Ah! <laughs> Why is this show so horny? <laughs> and also, I did kind of love that Danny just so clearly wants to go on a whole ass rant about how marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them. Thankfully, they never tried to get Dave Chappelle on this show. Oh, oh God, no. God. <laughs> I don't know if it would have made it better or worse. Also, how many of these goddamn jokes revolve around the fact that the adults are roasting the shit out of Kimmy Gibbler, a defenseless teenager who is clearly more sensible than anybody in that house? Kimmy Gibbler deserved better. I'm not going to call Kimmy Gibbler exactly defenseless because I feel like she could easily kill all of these people if she wants to. She's just decided to show mercy. <laughs> no one in the full house deserves mercy. Nobody. No one. <laughs> Especially Danny. Are you really going to tell Kimmy Gibbler when she's allowed to show mercy or not? <laughs> you don't fuck with Kimmy Gibbler. Exactly. <laughs> also, I love that their big concern is that Carruthers is able to get children to promote her because she gives them yogurt. One of them being Baby Journey Smollett. Yeah, oh my god. Yes, Black Canary. This is the closest we'll get to a Birds of Prey and WandaVision crossover. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe there's a fucking three-way WandaVision, Full House, and Birds of Prey crossover going on here. Oh my god, yeah. Harley <laughs> Vision when... Oh, yes. And before we go into the whole character is now related to famous relative, apparently. I'm just so glad they didn't go up to Derek and ask who his dad was. Wink, wink. Oh. (laughs) There's a non-zero chance it's his dad from Little Rascals. Wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah. How is it that Derek is even whiter than everybody in the full house? He really is. And yet he, and yet he isn't even remotely morally corrupt. Yes, child. As far as we know. This, this, he's literally like the ghost of a drowned Victorian child. (laughs) (laughs) I have a delicate stomach. Good for you. <laughs> like, just imagine this being the first representation that a gay child sees is Derek from Full House. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm never coming out of the closet in that case. See, if Fuller House wasn't cowards, they would have made it Stephanie all along. Yes. Right there. <laughs> Even though in the Fuller House reboot, she outed a gay man, which we don't talk about that. Nope. That is not canon. Nope. <laughs> we still have that episode where she admits that she dated women in college. So, 
if there were any justice in this world, Stephanie and Kimmy would have gotten together. Exactly. That has yes, always been my you. idea. Enemies to lovers. But also, like, the, the line where, you know, she lets out that she dated a girl, that was so obviously improvised because you just see Candace turn around like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she wants to chew her out so bad, but she can't. <laughs> like, you just see this pained look on her face like, you just put gays in my show. Also, Kimmy says that her mom got the village people to play for the wrestling union. And I'm like, I don't think the village people still had careers by that point. <laughs> well, there was that one marriage with children episode where they fucking showed up. True, true. <laughs> and I saw them at Comic-Con. Yeah. And we finally- I was there for that, too. Yes! Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, I just want to go on a rant about the twins real quick. I was gonna do that earlier. Ahead, I have yeah. a little hot take about the twins. Nikki and Alex, uh, they are just objectively worse than Michelle. And here's my reasoning. They're pointless. Yes, not only are they pointless, they're two little cousin Olivers. They can barely act. You obviously know that someone said, okay, say this. All right, roll the camera now while they're doing it. <laughs> they literally exist to just cause Uncle Jesse nothing but strife and misery. And they are way too blonde to be his kids anyway. Those are Joey's kids. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesse, you are not their father. That would explain the whole safety scissor thing. And it is so easy to have an affair with Joey in that house. <laughs> it does still amuse me to no end. They now have to find some awkward way to explain why Aunt Becky isn't in the last season of Fuller House. Like, oh, she's on a vacation, kids. Oh, yeah, she's on a vacation, all right. And then they all look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did that with the Olsons, so... Yeah. I haven't seen the final season of Fuller House, but I would imagine that John Stamos goes easier on Aunt Becky than he does both of the fucking Olsen twins, just because he had beef that they wouldn't be on the show for some reason. Good for them! Which, more reason that John Stamos can burn in hell. Exactly. Also, there's still no system that ensures they won't lose the fucking tickets, because, like... If they bought those fucking tickets, they're still proof. What are they going to do with the seats then? Just give them to random people in the street? This is one of the things I love about living in the digital age, is that your tickets are in your email, so if you print it out and your little shit kids cut them up, you can just reprint them. <laughs> it's just a mind. <laughs> or you don't even have to print them. Just show them your phone, they scan it, done. You lost your phone? Go on your computer. Print them out. Exactly. And we finally get to the man himself who can just magically show up at the door. <laughs> Little goddamn Richard. Yes. Oh, also, he's Denise's uncle, and she never mentions that he's Little Richard. She's just like, oh, yeah, my uncle's picking me up today. He's the one who gets up and sings at family reunions, and then Jesse makes this dumb joke about him putting the punch bowl on his head or whatever. Yeah, I don't get it, but yeah, whatever makes Jesse look like an asshole. Also, when they squeal to little Richard about what Jesse said, and he does this whole fake laugh thing, I really wanted it to be a jump cut where it cuts to him and Jesse just fucking fighting in the backyard with their shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real little richard would win absolutely without question there wouldn't even be a fight he'd just sucker punch him in the mouth and that would be <laughs> it. wait 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 don't don't do it till i show up i want to throw money at them while they do <laughs> randy randy stop being horny on main save that for our next episode 
<laughs> also, I gotta love that almost every black friend in this show is just magically related to the black guest star they have. Like, DJ's friend is related to Steve Urkel, apparently. She never shows up on Family Matters, and she never shows up after that specific episode, so... Why not? She probably died in one of his experiments. Kit, didn't she get the memo? All black people have a famous relative. Every black person in the world. (laughs) I'm just confused that somehow it's never come up in conversation at least once. Not even between, like, Denise's parents and Danny or whatever, that little Richard is her fucking uncle. Like, wouldn't Michelle have figured that out because she owns the CD? She could have mentioned it and then Denise would be like, oh yeah, that guy's my uncle. Just, just, what the fuck? She had to have been, like, saving it for a reveal or something. There's no way she was doing that unintentionally. (laughs) Also, the cover of Itsy Bitsy Spider, it didn't have the green goblin, but it still slaps. (laughs) Itsy Bitsy Spider went up the border spider. Down came the goblin and took the spider out. Yeah, and here's the thing. I kind of bitched about this a little bit in the Drake and Josh episode, but why the fuck did they overdub his performance? Yeah, like... (laughs) He doesn't have a microphone, but you can hear reverb coming off of his voice and just let the man play live for fuck's sake. He has more talent than Drake Bell. Yeah, for God's sake. He's just that talented. He has natural reverb. (laughs) (laughs) Drake Bell is Nickelodeon talented. Little Richard is pioneer of rock and roll talented. Exactly. One day, one day when Drake gets his own Grammy, he's going to have you to thank. I can't get over how stupid that was. Well, he didn't get a Grammy, but now he's in jail. (laughs) Yay! I wish I was Drake Bell! Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I mean, I'll say this much, at least the Fairly Odd Parents movies are better than that god-awful reboot that just aired. Also, the best thing about this episode, Little Richard telling Joey to shut up. Yes! <laughs> it's a, a good cause to get the art program back, and who knows, they might cancel the music program next shut up i needed that also danny saying he'll toss the salad and causing little richard to appear i'm (laughs) straight up lifting this from full house reviewed because it's so good you know i've always heard that if you go to the bathroom turn off the lights and repeat that phrase three times little richard will appear (laughs) billy superstar you are a fucking hero agreed for the love of god jeff franklin just let them say the word sex Please. So yeah, Little Richard says yes to doing the PTA show, and it just cuts to the PTA show. No build-up to anything. (laughs) And also, he's not there for some reason. Because he's Little Richard, and he shows up whenever the fuck he wants. These are the people who could afford to house their entire, like, fucked-up dynamic in the Grand Floridian. (laughs) I don't think they had to make a dent in their savings to pay Little Richard for this. They're white. They'll live. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, well, little Richard's not here, but I just so happen to have Mike Love backstage, so... Oh, God. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if John Stamos was in the Beach Boys. Let's make it clear that John Stamos was in the Beach Boys, guys. 
Hey, wait. Did you guys know that John Stamos was in the Beach Boys? Oh, no, I didn't know that John Stamos. Guys, was in I think Beach John Boys. Stamos was in the Beach Boys. <laughs> really? Wow. John Holy Stamos shit. was in the Beach Boys. And so they cut to a whole montage of them stalling before Little Richard gets oh, there, geez. and it's. I mean. I will say it does give us another Simpsons connection with Kimmy randomly referencing MacGyver, so why not? And now for your enjoyment, my impression of a beautiful young girl being frisked by MacGyver. (laughs) MacGyver? Ooh, MacGyver. MacGyver, I hardly know you. Say what you will about Derek, but that kid can sing. Yeah. He can, yeah. He's, yeah. he's not a bad singer. That kid was way too good for this show. Yeah. He has a duet where Joey's playing piano, and for some reason, Joey just has this stupid fucking captain's hat on. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, the captain and Tanelle just really hit hard times. <laughs> I do also love that Stephanie can actually dance, but she's forced to dance with these two little kids, so she can't show off her full talent, so... Denise pretty much just curb stops her. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Also, there's the bit where Marsha Wallace makes the joke about Joey dressing up in a thong in front of hundreds of people. Again, not disqualifying her for sexual assault. Do you really want to see this guy as president of the PTA? Maybe in a thong, but as the president? What? <laughs> oh my god. How much do you think it killed Marsha Wallace to say this shit? Oh my god, I just realized Joey Gladstone is the guy that Bart completely made up in that one episode. <laughs> I bet she was like just praying like, oh my god, I just gotta get through this and then I can go back on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel bad making fun of Carruthers because Marsha Wallace herself was amazing. Rest in peace, Queen. But at least Marsha Wallace had the Simpsons to fall back on. Bob Saget had America's Funniest Home Video. <laughs> and he still had to yuck up this America's Dad bullshit. We're totally not going to review the episode where Full House takes place in the America's Funniest Home Videos universe. Nope. Winkity, no. winkity, <laughs> wink. <laughs> I love those moments when Bob Saget is so obviously trying to sneak in an adult joke in Full House, like yes, going back to the yes. meeting. <laughs> He's like rambling about like, oh, without art, the walls will be empty and you'll see all the grime and lime scale and you gotta you gotta get a Q tip in there and you gotta go up and down and in and out and in and out and in and like it's funny because everybody on this show needs therapy agreed he talks about this episode exactly like how he talks about the donkey episode and says little richard had a boner the whole time (laughs) (laughs) also i gotta say real quick since i have this outlet you know bob saget he's a good dude and all but like danny tanner just did not deserve the america's dad title at all no danny tanner was a piece of shit like no tv dad is perfect like you know hell uncle phil is like still one of the greatest and he still did some problematic shit with will and carlton but like i still think uncle phil is a million times more deserving of the title america's dad exactly like you know he has his rivalry with will but he makes it clear that he loves him exactly will is basically his bart the one danny moment that sticks out to me is the worst thing he's ever done in the show is when uh the girls go on a ride in kimmy's brother's car and for some reason they stop the car just so they can make fun of some dorks and they can't get back in the car it gets locked somehow on the outside 
And Danny just so happens to ride his bike while this is going on. And I can't understand what the lesson is he's trying to teach here, but he makes the girls walk two fucking miles home unattended while they leave the fucking car unattended where someone can easily steal it or hotwire it. Seriously. It's bad enough that you're leaving someone's fucking car that isn't even yours. In the middle of nowhere. God damn. But you're making your children, including your five-year-old fucking daughter, walk two miles home with a possibility that something could happen to them because they're unattended. What the fuck is wrong with you? God damn. Just, just call AAA and ground them. Also. It's as easy as that. Also, he dated a 21-year-old in an episode, so that's great. Oh. I, oh, I think that was the season four episode. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It's funny, too, because the episode I was just talking about, that's the episode where Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky specifically try to scam some lady into getting the kids in the preschool. (laughs) And yet, that's what I remember the most. I completely forgot about that. How is that able to outshine Aunt Becky's just complete fuckery? Life imitates art. Good You know, it's really funny, thinking about the modern state of the Full House cast, we have one dead... One in jail, one a, you know, fundy evangelical, one a closeted communist, and two who want nothing to do with the show. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So we went on ta- we went on a tangent. <laughs> on the plus side, the talent show scenes make little Richard finally coming on stage absolutely worth it, especially when he says the best line in the whole episode. Shut up, Joey! They're not cheering for you. Get a for me. Get off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Which, fun fact, that is not the first time he's heard that, and it won't be the last time either. Good. <laughs> Those exact words, by the way. We love you, Dave, but Joey is pathetic. And cue the best musical performance in the entire show, especially since Stamos does not sing at all on it. Thank God. Yes. So good. I'll give Stamos this. He's not a good singer, but he is a good drummer. He is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to give him credit, but yeah, you're right. I do admire his drumming, but that's as far as I'm going to go. Uncle Jesse wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> in the Beach Boys, whatever. <laughs> wow, John Stamos was the fifth Beatle. Who knew? <laughs> okay, well, yeah, don't let that take away from the fact that John Stamos is in the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah. He's in the Beach Boys, What? Guys. John Stamos is in the Beach Boys? Yeah, John Stamos is in the Beach that Boys. Is- Brand new information. It makes way too much sense that Mike Love is his bestie. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna kill ya. Honestly, my first red flag about John Stamos is that he's cool with Mike Love in any capacity. Yeah. Mm. Red flag. (laughs) More in common than you think, probably. (laughs) I am very much a ladies' man. I, I admit to that. Life in prison as ladies' man. No, I don't like Mike Love at all. Okay, so she starts this whole... So she does this whole thing where she's suddenly like, wait, you need to be a parent to be on the Parent Teacher Association Board. Which... What? Okay, why first we- off, why is she at her opponent's rally? <laughs> Second, she said she looked over the rule book last night and conveniently brings it up now after Little Richard goes on. Was she just desperate to watch a Little Richard performance? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't blame her. Imagine if in 2015, during those Democratic primaries, if Hillary Clinton 
went to every single Bernie Sanders rally and just like took the mic and roasted him while hitting on him occasionally. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. What That's the what fuck? this is. I will say that I love on the IMDB page under the trivia for this episode at the smash club, after little Richard and everyone else performs, Mrs. Carruthers mentioned she looked at the PTA rules the night before and found a rule that disqualifies Joey. So she wasted everyone's time at the smash club. <laughs> Huzzah. Uh, then Joey does this whole thing where he explains why a parent has more than one meaning, which I'll give him credit is a decent speech. But then why would they undermine that by making us realize Joey has fucked in Fuller House? No, we don't talk. No, No. we don't talk about that. And his kids are horrible in that show. Oh, God. (laughs) Joey has working genitalia. That horrifies me. (laughs) I'm going to show you my chuck that's full of wood. Uh, <laughs> not, not gonna lie i look at joey and i'm like i can fix it. i mean <laughs> i will say that i had a bit of a crush on joey as a kid yes my taste okay. is bad <laughs> i despise that uncle jesse and aunt becky are still hot as hell even though their actors are absolutely shit bags <laughs> i okay, hate jesse? that aunt becky is such a milf agreed Becky and Jesse have that energy of we saw you from across the bar and we really like your vibes. <laughs> <laughs> At least we have Jody Sweden and Andrea Barber. <laughs> so Joey does his whole speech about, you know, oh, I do these things. I'm a parent, blah, blah, blah. Which, by the way, would be more meaningful if, like, Joey was Danny's partner. And yeah. he was trying to make a case for yeah. gay parents. But, exactly. you know, it was the That's 90s. Gay people weren't invented yet. Uh. <laughs> so he does that whole spiel. They're all moved by it. And he gets and sexually like, harassed again. That's it. <sighs> yeah, she's like, oh, okay, okay, how about you be my co-president then? And he accepts. And then it ends with <laughs> Mrs. Carruthers chasing him around, trying to grab his ass. Because sexual harassment is funny as long as a woman does it to a man. <laughs> Yep. And also that school's probably going to go to shit because they're both terrible as presidents. The end. (laughs) And at the beginning, no, they said, you know, the PTA doesn't control the arts funding. So what's the fucking point? (laughs) Uh... Also, did Little Richard's appearance actually raise any money? Like, did they even show that? I don't know. Nope. Yeah, I (laughs) did. What? I love how he just oh, did one song. It was just like, peace out, crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Let him say crackers. Let him call the full house cast crackers. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> or I think I think Billy Superstar said peace out, honkies. <laughs> that was full houses, too little Richard, too late. And do we keep the tapes, put in the donation box, or burn them, Marissa? You know what? I'm going to say keep it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That performance alone made the whole episode worth it. And I'll admit, it's probably one of the better episodes, minus the Carruthers stuff. But yes, it's going to be a keep the tapes for me as well, solely because of Little Rich. Agree. He's giving 110% when he doesn't need to. And God, what a fucking guy. Rest in peace, man. Rest in power. Rest in peace. Oh, man. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to take the tape and I'm going to put it in a box and it's going to be like the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark 
where it's suddenly you see the warehouse and it's just a sea of boxes and you got like the big like you know score going in the background (laughs) (laughs) because little richard's performance on this needs to be preserved but at the same time it's full house. Just burn Candace Cameron, Lori Lawlin, John Stamos, and and insert other problematic stars here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Marissa, thank you so much for joining us once again. Always a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, always fun to time, I always fun to riff on shitty kid shows with you guys the next thing we're talking about is Kermit Swamp here (laughs) I mean it this time but do we want to is the question no but we're gonna do it anyway Yeah, I have choice words for Kermit Swamp Years, I'll say that much. Uh, yeah. Why does everybody That's call Muppets in Space the worst Muppets movie when this exists? Like, y'all. Muppets from Space is good. You guys are just mean. I love Muppets from Space and I will die on that hill. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. Clifford deserved better. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> But yes, is there anything you want to plug, Marissa? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kermit Wazowski, and there are links to my artwork and commission info and all that good stuff if that interests you. Yeah. Sweet! Sweet! Yay! All right, you can find me over on the usual Mission Breakout on Twitter and Discord. You can find me on various episodes of Escape from Vault Disney, The Emperor's New Podcast, Podcast Without a Cool Acronym. And you can also find me finding a way to seduce John Stamos, then immediately stab him. Yay! (laughs) Go last night in Soho on his ass. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Except this ending doesn't suck. Exactly. You can find me on Twitter at Cosmic Rewind, replace the E with a three, and you can find me on YouTube at the same name. You can find me on various episodes of other podcasts, which, uh, I'm kind of tired, so I'm not gonna, like, name all of them. You know, if you know, (laughs) if you know, you know. And, uh, breaking news, I'm actually still lost out there and I'm all alone. I I already told you, there's no light waiting to carry me home. Can anyone give me a ride? (laughs) No, but I can give you a shiba de bapara. Okay, that's, that'll work. <laughs> a wop 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 All right, and you can find me on Twitter at the usual spots: Tyler FG on Twitter, Tyler FG ninety six on Instagram. You can find the podcast on Twitter at channel underscore krt, channel krt podcast all one word on Instagram. We also have our Facebook group and our Discord server, which you can find in the link tree in our bio. And if you want to help support us, you can also check us out on Patreon, where we have exclusive outtakes, minisodes, which are coming back, by the way. And we might even have one that's full house adjacent coming soon. Wink, wink. And episodes of this very podcast at their earliest convenience. Channel KRT, cut to Little Richard. Woo! Come on on the magic school bus, yeah. You get out of the fire.